Hello, this is Sebastian from socialanxietysolutions.com. I am a social confidence coach, an ex-social anxiety disorder sufferer, and <clears throat> I help people with social anxiety feel calm and relaxed in social situations. And I do that by combining the best of traditional psychology and Eastern energy psychology. If you don't know what Eastern energy psychology is, Google it. You know, but why? It's, it's an umbrella term for, um, for techniques like EFT, and EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, is a psychological form of acupuncture, but instead of using needles, you tap with the tips of your fingers and specific acupressure points on the body. Now, while you do that, when you're focused in on a particular negative emotion that is excessive or dysfunctional, the tapping is gonna calm that down. It sends signals to, uh, to the part of your brain called the amygdala, which is uh, your early warning um, system, and uh, studies have shown that it releases uh, it reduces the production of cortisol and it increases the production of serotonin. Cortisol, your stress hormone, and uh, serotonin, your happy hormone. And these biochemical responses create a sense of calm. So you're focusing on the problem, do the tapping, and the emotions connected to the problem that are excessive and dysfunctional start to dissolve so that you get back to the present. And that's one of the amazing techniques that you can use in order to actually get rid of your social anxiety, neutralize it, so you do not have it anymore in your life. Now, <clears throat> it unfortunately isn't as easy as that uh, because while the tapping is effective like that, social anxiety um, tends to be, my experience, having done this for nine years as a coach, eight and a half, but you know, let's round it up to up. Um, uh, in my experience, it's, uh, it tends to be a complex issue and the tapping needs to be addressed to many, many aspects of the problem. And within the process of overcoming your social anxiety, there are a couple of keys that need to be addressed. And one key um, I wanna talk about today, and that key is overcoming your subconscious resistance to change, your subconscious resistance to letting go of your anxiety. And you might say, well, what the hell, you know, I want to get rid of this anxiety, it sucks, it bothers me, it limits me, um, I can't be myself socially, can't make eye contact properly, um, you know, I freeze up, I can't speak, there's a lump in my throat, my heart starts to race, my stomach uh, gets upset, I start to sweat, whatever it is for you, you know, I know it's limiting you, but that's your conscious desire. You know, you have a conscious mind and you have a subconscious mind. And your conscious mind is about is in charge about 5% of the day. And your subconscious mind is in charge 95% of the day. So if you consciously want to overcome your social anxiety, that's great. But if 95% of you, you know, if your subconscious is a no to you overcoming your social anxiety and <clears throat> your subconscious is in charge 95% of the day, which it is, guess what's gonna happen? You might be able to make some changes, but the changes won't last, if you're even able to make changes. Because when the subconscious is resistant to you wanting to achieve something consciously, it's gonna sabotage you. Well, how do you know you're dealing with sabotage? You just feel tired when you're about to, you know, do some things to overcome your social anxiety. Or you're, you're working on the wrong things at the wrong time. Or, you know, you keep postponing. Or, um, long pause, I should think of something else now. Um, what else does it do? Uh, it makes you lose focus. Um, 
you know, come up with plans and then, and then not act on them, uh, you know, procrastinate, a wide variety of things. And um, those things are actually like evidence that you're not 100% yes to making that change. You know, I, uh, I can remember I would make all these plans to overcome my social anxiety, but then when it would come to it, I'm like, I'm too tired. Well, I'll just do it next time, you know? Or, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, let me just first watch this TV program. Or let me read this thing first. Or, you know, I haven't prepared enough yet. Or, oh, that won't work for me anyway. Or whatever. Like, all of that is just part of your subconscious sabotaging you to take the right action in order to overcome your social anxiety. So even when you have a tool like tapping, if you don't overcome the subconscious resistance to change, you will either only get perm uh, only get temporary results or you won't be able to make changes at all. Now, when you're doing your tapping, so when you're doing this EFT, you'll know that you'll have resistance because the intensity is not dropping anymore. So you focus on something and um, you do your tapping and what normally happens in most cases when there's no resistance, your intensity starts to drop, starts to drop, starts to drop, starts to drop. But if it's not dropping, in most cases, it's like uh, there's resistance to letting go of it. Now, this when I found out about this, was quite revelatory to me. Um, uh, by, by then, I already started working with clients. It was in the early, early stages. Uh, maybe my first two clients or something. And I would work with them. And in, in the whole EFT tapping world, uh, the common understanding is like you tune into a feeling, you ask yourself what that feeling reminds you of. That feeling reminds you of an earlier experience in life, somewhere in your childhood, most likely. That's where the origin of that feeling comes from and it just gets re-triggered into here and now, over and over and over. So you go back to that childhood experience, you clear it up, and then you go back to that original feeling that you were working on and then you find that like, hey, it's not bothering me as much anymore or it doesn't bother me anymore at all. The feeling is neutralized because the origin of the feeling has been cleared. But I was working with clients and I found that I was clearing like event after event after event after event after event. And the guy ended up being just as, as anxious as as you know, as always, even though he was making progress, like the end of a coaching session, he'd say, oh, I feel so great. I feel much more confident, blah, blah, blah. And then I would, I would come back. I'm like, so how was your week? He's like, yeah, same. You know, no, nothing changed. Um, and so in frustration, um, I'm, of course, looking for uh, why is that? So I'm, so I'm studying all the EFT masters out there. And eventually I ran into... Uh, Lindsay Kenny, one of the Eve team masters, and I've since studied with her a lot and know all her work. It's great. Highly recommend it, pro Eve team. And um, she talked about subconscious, no, she, she talked about uh, s uh, that there are different kind of reversals. It's a bit of, you know, EFT jargon, but basically a reversal is when your energy is not flowing in the right way and no amount of tapping or any kind of um, technique or strategy to change will work and so you're reversed your energy is reversed nothing works and one of the reversals she calls secondary benefit syndrome and what it is I just call it subconscious resistance which it is is where one part of you wants to be socially confident and another part of you wants to say socially anxious for reason XYZ 
And when I read about that, it was, it was like, wow, that's an amazing insight. And when I started using it with my clients, now they actually started to get rid of their anxiety. Uh, I, give you, I have another example of um, a girl that I work with. She, she, she said, I've never been able to get rid of this anxious feeling in my solar plexus. No amount of tapping has ever done it. And so I'd work with her, I'm like, okay, well, clearly you have resistance to letting go of that anxiety in your chest. So just tap here and just repeat after me, even though part of me doesn't wanna let go of this anxiety, maybe it's not safe, maybe I don't deserve it, maybe it's part of who I am, I want to try to accept myself anyway. We would do that, which neutralizes the resistance. We do the tapping and she'd be like, oh my God, it's gone, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And that's a very common experience. So. Um, that is a very important key to overcoming your social anxiety because um, if they're, see it like this, you know, you have your conscious mind, say that this is your conscious mind and you have your subconscious mind, it might be a bubble under underneath here. So in that conscious mind of yours, there's a big yes to social confidence. But if in the subconscious there is a no or there are several no's, then, you know, consciously you want to go to social confidence, say that social confidence is here, but subconsciously you're not going to go there because 95% of the time it, <laughs> it's in charge. So you might go there a bit, but then the subconscious goes back. You might go there a bit, but the subconscious pulls you back. So you want to uncover those no's and turn those no's into yeses. So what might be an example of a no? Well, common one is it's not safe to be free of my social anxiety or I don't deserve to let go of my social anxiety. Or there might be like, well, if I let go of my social anxiety, um, then there will be a lot more pressure on me and I won't be able to handle that or I don't want to deal with that. And often that's not a conscious choice, but that's somewhere in your subconscious. And uh, so that needs to be addressed and it can be addressed with, with tapping. It takes a bit of persistence, takes a bit of work, but it's not difficult. And um, to, to deepen your understanding about subconscious resistance some more, uh, I'm actually gonna read to you uh, one of the, I'm not sure if it's the original article, I doubt it actually, but, because uh, that's a long time ago, but, and I don't know how old this article is. Anyway, I'm gonna read to you part of the article from Lindsay Kenny about uh, secondary benefits syndrome because she gives an example of a woman who, of, of women who want to lose weight who are dealing with the subconscious resistance to letting go and keeping off the weight and when you I think when you see it with a different condition than social anxiety it starts to make more sense to you now I'll come back to this uh, in more detail later but here we go all right so here's me reading um, <clears throat> the second type of reversal I call SBS or secondary benefit syndrome. This type of reversal occurs when the subconscious mind perceives that it is better or safer to keep an issue like negative emotions, chronic pain, extra weight or a bad habit rather than to eliminate it. And you can include social anxiety there. Since this is seldom a conscious choice, most people will initially disagree with you if you tell them that they actually want to keep their problem or issue. Of course they don't consciously want to stay emotionally or physically in pain, but the subconscious is a powerful entity usually exhibiting dominance over our conscious desires, you know, except for the 5% of the time. 
An example that's easy for most people to understand is the secondary benefit syndrome for people with weight issues. Even though consciously someone may desperately want to lose that extra 50 pounds, their subconscious may be thinking otherwise. And here are some examples of uh, what the subconscious might be thinking. What if I lose the weight, and this is the subconscious thinking, what if I lose the weight and I still don't get that promotion I want? What if I lose the weight and I still don't have many friends? What if I lose the weight and I'm still not pretty? What if I lose the weight and I'll be so pretty that I might get raped again? What if I lose the weight and I feel deprived of all the foods I love? What if I lose the weight and I still don't find the relationship that I yearn for? What if I lose the weight and my chubby friends start resenting me? What if I lose the weight and my clothes won't fit and I can't afford a new wardrobe? What if I lose the weight and my skin gets all saggy? What if I lose the weight and I'll get too much attention? What if I lose the weight and my life still sucks? For someone who has carried around extra weight, trauma, chronic pain, or a phobia for years, it becomes a part of his or her personality, or even his or her identity. To lose the problem could, to their non-rational subconscious mind, be very threatening. For, sense, for instance, and uh, here we go. If I get over this issue, I won't have an excuse anymore for my life not working. Or if I get over this issue, I may not know who I am anymore. If I get over this issue, I won't know how to act as a functional non-victim person. What if I get over this issue and I won't get the attention or sympathy that I get now? All right, we'll, we'll cut it off there. I'll ask Rachel to link this uh, below this video so you can read the full, full article. But um, see how you can relate to that, you know? Um, if I get over my social anxiety, then what? You know, what might be a consequence for you? What might be a downside of it? You know, um, will there be higher expectations on you? What will you have to do that you don't wanna do? You know, what might be problematic if social anxiety is no longer a thing in your life? You know? Um, and sometimes this is just one thing and it's pretty easy to turn around and sometimes it's a whole bunch of things. So it's a whole bunch of no's in your subconscious and all of them need to be turned around to yeses. And uh, you know, common thing uh, for people as well is like, well, who am I gonna be when I no longer have this social anxiety? You know, I think about it all the time. It's, obsess it's obsessive, I can't get it off my, out of my mind. What am I gonna think about then? Who am I gonna be? How am I gonna act? What's gonna happen? You know, there's the fear of the unknown and the subconscious wants to keep things the same, wants to keep things as they are because, you know, you can keep control. Right? That's another one, a big one. What if I lose control when I don't have social anxiety? What if it's gone and it will come back? So I've talked about this before um, I've talked about it now again, and I will talk about it in the future in a lot more detail with a lot clearer examples. But I uh, just wanted to talk about this key to overcoming social anxiety today. Now, if you have any questions about this, post them in the video below. And um, if uh, you don't ha yet have my Social Confidence Starter Kit where I teach you to tapping in a bit more detail um, and um, you're not on my email list yet, where I talk about subconscious resistance with examples from clients, former clients. Um, 
go to my website, socialanxietysolutions.com, click on Overcome Social Anxiety, and you can get it there for free. 12 videos, I guide you through it, uh, teach you some amazing things, and uh, go there. Or click on the link below this video. Man, it's going to be a lot of links. All right, so I um, hope this has been helpful. Like I said, I'll be talking about um, this key in a lot more detail soon. There's some very exciting stuff coming up if I can actually finally finish this project. Um, but thanks for watching. Uh, hit the subscribe button here or here or here or wherever it is. Uh, spread the news um, if you can. I would appreciate it. Uh, this is very weird and out there stuff compared to the, you know, to the western traditional stuff that is out there and uh, thank you i will talk to you next thursday for the next video bye for now all right hope you enjoyed that now if you want to overcome your social anxiety as quickly as possible without having to forcefully face your fears i have something really unique for you i'm giving away my free social confidence starter kit now, this kit is something quite special. It consists of my 22-page ebook and an 11-part video course. And through it, you'll learn about the most effective technique that I've used to overcome my own social anxiety. And this is also the, my primary technique when helping my clients to become calm and at ease in social situations. And by the way, it's not deep breathing or changing your thoughts or being mindful or you know, facing your fears, as I said earlier. And while it is free, you know, free often translates to crap. <laughs> this is the furthest thing from it. It's a very powerful resource. I've put quite some time and effort into putting this together for you. And uh, to give you an idea, I recently received a comment from someone saying that he reduced his social anxiety with 40% using this free starter kit alone. So to get this starter kit now, go to social-anxiety-solutions.com forward slash bonus. All right. Looking forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Bye for now.